Who should be your top target on this week's Dynasty Waiver Wire? We're talking that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, another week and more injuries. Here we are again. Same same old story this whole season. Yeah, and the quarterback situation is getting dire around the league. I think we're on our ninth rookie starting quarterback, and I always reference about, you know, 69 different quarterbacks started last year. Might we beat that pace? I mean, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. And I was saying this on Peacock and Williamson, you know, there's really 25 legit starting quarterbacks on the planet. And we're on, you know, way past that, of course, and influence and play. It really is. It really is. We, we're uh, we're talking tran- dynasty transactions today, as we always do on Tuesdays, and we'll focus on some waiver wire targets. There are some interesting guys, including a couple of rookies who may still be out there on your waiver wire. Um, that, Matt, I think it's actually ten rookie quarterbacks starting. Is it 10? If wow. if Tommy DeVito gets the start, so we'll we will start there with the Giants and. For the most part, each of these, uh, each of these waiver discussions are, uh, I mean, they're they're player focused here, but there's also, as you said, some ramifications across the entire team in some cases, and really across dynasty. Of course, Daniel Jones uh, tears his ACL. He had already missed time with some injury. Comes back, and I mean, certainly just didn't look right. Um, I was I was telling someone I almost almost expected him to leave that game with an injury uh, because of how he was seemingly rushed back following the Tyrod Taylor injury, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, it's it, it's even more severe as it's an ACL. His year is done, and possibly his twenty twenty four season will be impacted. Uh, the rookie Tommy DeVito came in for the second straight week in. Uh, uh, taking over that Giants team. And, well, I mean, I guess the good news is he looked a lot better than he did True. the previous week when he had negative passing yardage. Uh, this week he ends up with 175 yards, a touchdown, threw a couple of picks as well. And maybe they make a move here, but they're they're 2-5, and five, I believe. They're last in the NFC East. It looks like a lost year for the Giants. And, I mean, we, we probably won't see Darren Waller. Uh, back again we could add uh, we could add Daniel Bellinger along with Tommy DeVito as waiver wire targets this week but this whole Giants offense just feels like a lost cause and outside of Saquon Barkley I don't feel good about any player on this team I'm not sure I feel good about Barkley I mean the touches are through the roof but how long is he going to hold up at this pace I mean 
they haven't blocked anyone all year. I mean, th- that line, especially when Thomas is out, is really, really bad. And um, frankly, we were talking about this on today's podcast that I think they're the worst team in the league right now. And how much of a jagoff must Carson Wentz be? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that guy's not getting any calls, and he's at least been around the block and isn't terrible. Yeah, well, evidently, some people disagree right, on that right. last part. <laughs> um, maybe, I mean, maybe he gets a call. I would have thought that the Giants would have already made a move if they're bringing in somebody. Right. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor is is on the injured reserve list now as well. He'll miss at least three more weeks, uh, possibly more. I don't know who I, I don't know if they have a second option yet as far as a backup for DeVito. Um, I don't know if they've signed a a veteran to be the backup, but regardless, they, they haven't made they a splash Barkley on the roster. Matt yes, that is correct. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um Who's yeah? It was with Dayball in Buffalo. He knows stuff. Yeah, that's exactly it. Are you putting any waiver? I mean, obviously, this is only a super flex conversation. And I guess I'd put a dollar on him to add Devito and get me out of the bye weeks or whatever. But like, hardly anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Low, low priority. I mean, I can't imagine. I uh, can't imagine actually starting him. I mean, it's no. he's at that level where. Assuming I've got a decent team, one, hopefully I wouldn't ever even need to consider starting him. Uh, (laughs) But with the the state of the quarterback position, that that could be a challenge, especially when you factor in bye weeks. Um, I think I'd probably start a decent position player over him, honestly. Um, I mean, Jones, Jones had not even been. You know, Jones had not been succeeding in this offense. He had one QB one game on the season and was for the most part, uh, really a a disappointment even before the injuries. So it's not just a Tommy DeVito is, is bad situation. It's this entire team is bad and I don't want, I don't want their quarterback, whether it's DeVito, Barkley, Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones. Yeah, it gets that clear. They're the worst team in the league, and at least Dobbs and Kyler and guys like that are increasing the quarterback market a little bit, pool, you know, that maybe you don't ever have to get to this point. And I hadn't even thought of that option. I should have. But, I mean, you're starting a running back, too, over DeVito. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson gets a nod over DeVito or Marquise Brown or, you know, from okay position players. Yeah, we we love those super flex leagues. The uh, the upside, the scoring upside that you get with a second quarterback, but you don't you don't always have to start two quarterbacks if you're looking at uh, the Devito level as your QB two. Matt, there was another injury in the NFC East uh, this past week. Dallas Goddard suffered an arm injury, uh, which ended up being diagnosed, I believe, as a broken. Uh, bone in his mm-hmm. forearm he will miss some time uh, and possibly even land on the injured reserve according to reports that the Eagles have some kind of interesting names behind him Jack Stoll is um, a, a guy who gets some playing time there even when Goddard was on the field mostly as a blocking tight end but he's he's caught some passes as well um, and then 
maybe most interesting to dynasty players is uh, Albert O, a uh, former, of course, former Broncos tight end. He was he was the one that we all loved a year ago and disappointed. Uh, didn't really do anything for Denver, and and uh, he's now a backup to Dallas Goddard in Philly as well. Uh, of course, neither of these guys are are going to be a huge factor when you have uh, AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith on that team. Not to ma- not to mention uh, DeAndre Swift. But uh, are you bothering with Stole or Albert O at all? Uh, and what are your expectations there? Um, the short answer is no. I would have yeah. to see more. But I guess if there's great reports coming out this week that Albert O's running with the ones and, <laughs> you know, is going to be featured or the coach mentions it or beat reporters left and right or stall, I guess, for that matter. I mean, I would be interested. But in the meantime, I got to see a game or two before I'm really invested in either one of these guys. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And uh, those those reports would be exciting to hear, but I'm not. Uh, not anticipating those at this point. So I'll probably leave both Jack Stoll and Alberto out there on the waiver wire or let somebody else grab them. Uh, you know, maybe if you're in a, a tight end premium, certainly if you're in a league that starts two tight ends, I've been in those before. They are not fun, by the way. Oh, uh, but if that's, yeah. if that's your league format, uh, those guys gain some value. Matt, enough, uh, enough negative talk here with these injuries and some poor poor quarterback play. We've got a couple of guys, uh, rookies who played really well in week nine. Uh, Let's focus on those. And we're going to do that next. So guys, I've been telling you about prize picks for quite a while now, and I've had great success with it. It's an awful lot of fun. I love that you're not going against a bunch of sharks. It's just you versus a number. I mean, to me, that's the best part about it. And while I'm not huge in the NBA, but with basketball season here, some of you guys might get a real kick out of this. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, uh, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. You know, for example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made in receptions. You know, that's just one example, of course. So that's pretty cool, I think. Um, uh, They even offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. How cool is that? For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So pretty cool. I mentioned how simple it is to play. I, I make picks and, sum- and submit an entry in well under a minute for sure. They, they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make, makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So good stuff there. Please go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that code locked on NFL, all one word, for a deposit match up to $100. Football season is here, and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs 
We'll break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know their teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Matt, I mentioned some uh, good news from the rookie class, and uh, maybe we should have led with Keaton Mitchell because he's certainly the most impactful waiver wire ad of the week. Uh, this is an undrafted rookie for the Baltimore Ravens. We had been kind of hearing some slowly building hype about Mitchell, started the season uh, on the uh, injured res- injured reserve list and was activated a few weeks ago. There was a lot of excitement at that point that maybe we would see Mitchell make a big impact. That didn't happen. It took a couple more weeks. But finally, here we are. Nine carries, 138 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, had separate rushes of 60 yards and 40 yards, uh, along with uh, really a productive day all around. And seems like he overtook Justice Hill on the depth chart because as as the Ravens were finishing off that that blowout win against the Seahawks, it was Justice Hill who saw all the snaps in the fourth quarter when when Tyler Huntley was in the game. Uh, so Mitchell actually uh, made his mark, you know, in the second and third quarters when the game was you know not yet out of hand was still a game. Like I said, Mitchell is the number one guy to get on the waiver wire this week. What are your expectations for him going forward? Yeah, and I don't have a ton to add to what you said, but we have been kind of getting teased by reports that they really like this guy. And, you know, standing out in practice, great training camp, explosive, one more element to an offense that, you know, could use another back maybe. I mean, that was before Edwards went crazy. I know he was used earlier, but he still was not out there a ton. And I do right. get afraid in blowout situations. You know, is Justice Hill fighting something? We just don't want to get him dinged up. I mean, he also plays special teams, Hill. That's what I'm saying, you know. So, um, but I'm intrigued. I mean, this is a really good offense. It's a really good team. I, I've heard a million uh, a Chan references. I'm not willing yeah. to go there. I think a right. Chan's more of an every down guy, you know, but I'm pretty interested in these boom bus guys are volatile. Of course. I mean, it's either the Sean Jackson mm-hmm. of running backs, even so he gets free. You might win your week. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Even if that's the case, that's still pretty good, especially when we're talking about a waiver wire target, you know, there's a reason uh, that this, waiver show every week is dominated by injury talk as well because that's that's typically the path for um for these players to gain value and become waiver wire targets at this point nine ten weeks into the season it's pretty rare for a guy like Mitchell to burst onto the scene really and mm-hmm. um there wasn't an injury to Edwards or Hill at, at least as far as we know uh it, it's just Mitchell moving up the depth chart and earning more work. And he's, he's such a different player than Edwards or justice Hill that um, I, I do think he's here to stay. And uh, maybe, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Um, That's, that's easy to do with a rookie who blows up in, in a big game. Uh, 
but you've, you've got to invest in him. And in my opinion, invest pretty heavily, uh, Matt. And if you need some running back help, are you willing to spend the rest of your blind bid money on a guy like Keaton Mitchell? Wow. Going all in. I'm very aggressive with those things as a rule of thumb. That seems a little steep, but okay. Maybe keep a couple bucks in your back pocket for a kicker or a defense or whatever. I mean, maybe 85 to 90% in that neighborhood. I'm sure Harbaugh and company are thinking, even if we only play this guy 20 snaps a game, him and Lamar, their speed as ball carriers complementing each other is really frightening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Another rookie who uh, saw some uh, additional work on Sunday. This one was as a result of an injury. It's Dontavian Wicks for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, You know, the Packers have really been using kind of a carousel at that wide receiver depth chart. We've, of course, seen Watson when he's been healthy. as kind of the lead guy, Romeo Dobbs there, Jaden Reed. But Dontavian Wicks, especially when Watson has been off the field, has been really impressive. And and of all those Packers receivers, he's the one who is most likely on the waiver wire. Uh, four catches on Sunday for 49 yards. Uh, Christian Watson gets hurt again. Actually left the field with uh, multiple injuries going on. A possible concussion, I believe that was ruled out, but also was dealing with some upper body ish, uh, injuries. We'll see what his status is moving forward. But honestly, Christian Watson has just not been that good I'm a little interested in Dontavian Wicks and, and a guy I would uh, be targeting on the waiver wire this week. Uh, thoughts on really not just Wicks, but the entire Packers offense. Love has been bad. Watson's been bad. Is this a stay away team for you? Or are you, are you going for these uh, lesser names like Wicks? Well, it just so happens they're coming to Pittsburgh this week. So I've been kind of advanced scouting Green Bay more than other teams. And Love's accuracy is a real problem. And I know that they're kind of coming off a high moment against the Rams, but that was, by NFL standards, a very easy opponent without Stafford out there. But the big picture for this offense to me is they're getting Aaron Jones back. He's back to being the foundation of it, which is great. That's good for everybody involved, including Wicks, including Love. The other one that's really bad is Dylan. Dylan is, he looks almost like he's shot. I mean, he looks bad to me. I think everyone knows I'm a Musgrave fan. I'm a Reed fan. It's kind of a stay away offense for me. I mean, I would throw a, it's becoming that way for me too. Yeah. I mean, they're frustrating. I would throw a low, low bid on Wicks, but I like the player young receivers, never a bad thing to throw on the end of your roster. And the Watson injury is crazy. I mean, you're right. He did get cleared from concussion. But after the game, it was chest, back, and concussion. I was like, did he get hit by a bus? I mean, like, (laughs) what happened to that? But he could play, though, still. Uh, Well, it doesn't matter at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, Watson has been so bad. Um, He gets a ton of red zone and end zone targets. They just never hit him. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the whole situation is kind of frustrating because – um, you know, this is this Packers team. We talk about chasing pieces of those top offenses in the league. And for years and years, that Packers team was, was one of those teams. Just give it, give us the wide receiver three, give us the RB two. And, and, uh, we'll, they'll, they'll find some value at some point. And that certainly is not the case. Obviously losing Aaron Rodgers is 
the huge piece causing that. Uh, but it's it, it's been a tough go for the Packers, and I'm not sure it gets better anytime soon. But no, I'm with yeah. you. I do like uh, I like Aaron Jones there. Still feel uh, very confident in him moving forward. Uh, one more injury here. Uh, Cam Akers, tough one, of course, a former favorite of both of ours. Another Achilles injury, second for him. He had that uh, comeback that was so impressive a couple years ago uh, to get back on the field. And uh, while he never looked the same, he was uh, he was a solid contributor for the Rams and, and more recently for the Vikings. I mean, this could be the end of, of his career. Could give Ty Chandler a, a chance at some more work. So Chandler's a, a guy also to look for on the waiver wire, but obviously tough, tough news for Cam Akers. Yeah, brutal for Akers. And his career was spiraling, obviously, at the end of the time with the Rams yeah. and then showed us a little bit of life. And now he's droppable. Um, I liked Chandler a ton in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, like he was like my last round pick in every redraft league. Never got the chance. And then they trade for somebody ahead of him. But that's an underrated and very, very good offensive line. I'm interested in Chandler. I am as well. So we we talked Mitchell, Wicks, Chandler, uh, along with uh, Jack Stoll from the Eagles and Tommy DeVito. Uh, Mitchell's the top guy on the list there. Mm-hmm. Would Chandler be your second target? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the player better. Uh, I had one more Green Bay note that I was doing for my Steeler research that, you know, with Wicks. Only the Saints, by this is by EPA, have played an easier schedule so far than Green Bay. Like, it, oh wow, and it's still that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little a little depressing there. Yeah, um, yeah. So Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell, Ty Chandler are your top two waiver wire targets for this week. Um, Matt, it's week. We're heading into week ten. I realize that in some of my leagues, the trade deadline the dynasty trade deadline is coming up soon i want to get your thoughts on uh on trade deadlines in general we'll do that right after this so i've been talking about FanDuel for a long time now they're america's number one sports book and right now new customers if you've been considering it now's a great time to do it they get up $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I mean, I love that. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is unbelievably easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options and, you know, spreads, player pop, props, over-unders, way more than that. I mean, anything you're looking for. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get that NFL season rolling along. And they got other sports, of course, as well. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Matt, as I said earlier, the uh, trade deadline in some of my leagues is coming up very soon. And uh, we, we haven't talked about trade deadlines in general too much. So as we wrap up here today, I want to get your thoughts, not on not necessarily on some specific targets. We can certainly talk about that coming up in future episodes. But mm-hmm. what do you think about having a trade deadline in Dynasty Leagues? Are you pro or anti and, and do you have trade deadlines in your own leagues? They all do. Um, yeah. I don't love it, to be honest with you. I think more 
more movement, the better. And if I have to make this decision, like even in the NFL, it seems so early. I mean, the trade deadline came and go and half these teams don't know if they're good or bad yet. You know, like why can't we make, I mean, why can't the the Giants trade for a quarterback today? How would that hurt the league? And I just don't quite understand that. Um, And I feel basically the same way, especially in dynasty where there's more movement and you can trade draft picks. So, I'm fine with one, but I would really lobby for as late as possible, basically. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We do have trade deadlines in in pretty much all of my leagues as well, but I feel the same way. Like, even if you're going to have one, make make the playoffs the deadline, right? Like, um, it, we're still we're starting the playoffs in week 15, 16, whatever it might be in your league. I think some of mine even start in week 14. So uh, make make that the, the trade deadline instead yeah. of making it so early. Um, so if you feel like you need one, maybe that's the uh, the middle ground there. So like I said, just realize that was coming up in a couple of my leagues. We had not talked about that. Uh, in general, anti-trade deadline. I do like once you get to a certain point, and, and maybe this is – almost a soft trade deadline, something I talked about uh, with Heath Cummings uh, on a show earlier today. Hmm. Maybe uh, you may, maybe you have a soft deadline. Once you pass that, that week, week 12, week 14, whatever, you've got to pay for the next year, right? You've got to pay your, your league dues for the upcoming year. If you want to trade, uh, maybe that would be uh, an option as well. Uh, like I said, I just a, want to get your thoughts. Yeah, this is kind of a side note and not exactly right on topic, but most of my leagues, if you trade a future first round pick, you have to pay for next year. Yeah, yeah, I, I like uh, that that's rule. That's tough. something yeah. I've had in mind uh, for quite a while as well. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt. At Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.